What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we're actually going to go general NBA news, talking about Robert Sarver and the punishment the NBA uh, levied towards him because of his comments and just some of the things going on with that Phoenix Suns organization. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about Zach Levine and why he does need to take a step up as a leader going into the next season. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, thank you for joining. You can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. So I wanted to ask this question, right? And so you, you guys know this is Bulls Nation all day, Chicago Bulls Central. You know what we do here, but every so often we do cover general NBA news, whether it's a huge news that affects the NBA, could affect the Bulls directly. Or it's just kind of precedent setting. We cover it here. So I thought it would be remiss as for such a big topic as far as the Robert Sarver uh, situation to not comment on it. I wanted to talk about it anyway. And so about a year after ESPN published a report of racism, misogyny, uh, and just all kinds of just craziness going on within the Phoenix Suns organization, the NBA started an independent investigation. Now, this took about a year. Uh, They interviewed hundreds of uh, current and former uh, Suns employees to kind of figure out exactly what was going on there. And they ended up giving him a fine of $10 million and also uh, a year suspension. Now, what does a suspension mean for an owner? Again, I'm not, I'm not quite as aware of what that means for owner because you still own the team. But with that being said, like, did the NBA do enough in this situation? When you look at the brand of the NBA and what the NBA stands on, hey, a league where most of its employees and players are black. So when you talk about the racism there, a league that also is trying to um, increase the awareness of women in, in, in the workplace and, you know, have more women who are referees and, and, and trying to get more women coaches and everything like that. So when you talk about the misogyny piece there, then the, the misconduct, I think you know, that is also egregious. But like just looking at the world brand that the NBA is, the fact that you're in so many different countries that your players are from so many different like the NBA is 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 a spectrum of just all play all people from different backgrounds different everything so when you have somebody that's doing things as egregious as this as Robert Sarver and you have your investigation it it naturally brings did they do enough now 10 million dollars Robert Sarver's net worth is 800 million dollars so very small fraction of his overall net worth the suspension of a year, like I said, what does that really do for an owner? Um, I like some people were of the mindset that the team should have been taken away from him. The, the, the NBA should have done more to take the team away from him. And I understand that. I'm not saying that that's necessarily what I think here, but I absolutely understand why that mindset is there. Now, how do you go back now to a to uh, again have players that are playing for you that now know that their owner displayed such racism, such misogyny, right? Such just everything um i don't know man it, it it like i'm i'm of the mind like to me when you have this league and what this league is supposed to represent the the things and the trends that this league has set for athletes both black and otherwise over the last decades the question does make sense to ask did they do enough in the punishment of robert sar let me know what you guys think about that one down below just you know looking at it thinking about it i again you know they they made some things we'll never know everything that came out in the investigation we'll never know everything that that uh, that uh was said by the former employees but don't be surprised 
This is definitely going to be untold at some point. We're definitely going to get a more inside look at it at some point. How quick that happens, I don't know. But it's just, I really do hope that he really does end up selling the team. Um, because that's just kind of of mindset. Like, should the NBA take it away from him? Should he sell? Um, well, well, it all remains to be seen. The story, but must believe, even though the suspension's coming, the fine's coming, this story is still yet to be fully written. Let me know what you guys think on everything down below. But let's let's get off of that, off the drama. Let's talk some basketball, right? What we're here to do. Zach Levine, I talked about this over on Locked on Bulls, but I wanted to bring it here as well, is that I've, I've, in, my, in my predictions for, for players going into the 22-23 season, one of the things, the biggest things that I lobby towards Zach Levine is I want to see that defensive rating go from where it was about, I think, a, one, a 114 to get down to about the 110-109 area. That shows a huge leap for Zach Levine. It shows a huge uh, amount of awareness for Zach Levine. But we, one of the biggest steps that I think we need to see Zach Levine take is as a leader, not just on the court, because we do have times, and we see that in times where the Chicago Bulls did not have anything going, we saw Zach Levine try to take over quarters. Now, it wasn't as successful when he wasn't healthy after the knee, but absolutely, at the beginning of that season, we saw Zach Levine get into that area, and I talked about it heavily on the show when, we, when the season started, is that Zach Levine seemed like he got into that place where he just knew that there were quarters that, in which he could not be stopped, and he was going to go in and do his thing. We've seen Zach Levine make huge leaps over his career as a Chicago Bull with efficiency, becoming a much more efficient player. He's flirted and been close to being that elite offensive 50-40-90 player. Let's look at it. Since 2018, he's at 16.7 points per game. At, uh, then after that, 23.7. The year after that, 25.5. The year after that, 27.4. Now, we know he did take a step down last year. That was his first year. He did not increase his overall scoring input, and that was mainly because of how he played on the back end of the season after the injury. But his effective field goal percentage increased every year as well with 44% in 2018, 52 in 2019, 52.6 in 2020, all the way up to 59.6 in 2021. Zach Levine has shown that he's going to continue to put in the work to improve as a player year in and year out in this NBA. One of the things one of the, that his, his naysayers can throw towards him as well is the defense. We do need to see that defense step up. We do need to see some of the, the, the ball handling issues, the dribbling the ball off your foot, the bad passes in crunch time, things like that. We do need to see that improve. But I think as you look towards Zach Levine, as you look towards even DeMar DeRozan, who is his, his teammate on, on, on this team, and some people have even questioned, like, is Zach even the best player still on this team? I still say yes. This team is built for that. But with that being said, Zach Levine becoming the 17th highest player, highest paid player in the NBA, it's natural to want to see a, a, a more leadership tone come from Zach Levine. And that doesn't mean he has to be the, the rah-rah, vocal, Zoe Kim Noah type leader, because again, even Derrick Rose was not that. But you do want to see from Zach Levine him take more leadership in, in just the way that he plays, in execution, in taking on more defensive assignments, in, in just wanting that big moment. Right now, some people would say, and the, for, like I said, for the naysayers to try to say that is Demar Derozan's team. Yes, Demar Derozan was amazing in the clutch last season. He scored 157 points in the in the clutch time last season. The only player to score more than him was Joel Embiid with 158. Demar Derozan shot 53.5 percent in clutch time in 2021-22 season. But Zach Levine wasn't that far off. Zach Levine shot 49.2 percent in clutch time and had a total of 93 points. In, in, in clutch time and then was still top 15 in the NBA in those statistics. So Zach is showing that leadership. He's showing that development. He's showing that not shying away from the moment. But as we all know, the things that like I look at towards Zach Levine that, that's, that I talk about when it, when it comes to leadership is 
Like Zach Levine allowing the referees to get him completely out of his game sometimes. We see times where Zach Levine, if he's not getting the calls that he wants, he does turn into, for lack of a better word, a bit of a brat on the court. At that point, he's trying to then push the issue. He's trying to make a point. He's trying to force himself to get calls rather than stay in the 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 the, the effective player that he is. It's things like that. The mental aspect of Zach Levine's game needs to take a leap. And we've heard it. We've heard that Zach doesn't take him getting the highest contract in Chicago Bulls history lightly. We know he does not take that lightly, right? We've heard it. He takes that as a badge of honor. He knows he needs to continue to step up his game. He hasn't taken it as a, hey, I got my money, now I can calm down. But Zach has to continue that upwards trajectory that he's had over his, his, his first four seasons with the Bulls. And again, we saw the production dip for the first time last season, but we know that was because of injury. Yes, having DeMar on this team is great, but guess what? Zach Levine signed in the contract he did. That means Zach Levine is going to be here for the long term. This team is still being built around the skill set of Zach Levine, and we need to see Zach Levine step up. Like I said, he doesn't have to be the hugely vocal, rah-rah leader, but he does have to be the guy that just goes out and gets things done. And he's shown the propensity to do that at times. But we need to see a whole different Zach Levine when it comes to that. Now that he is the highest paid player in Chicago Bulls history. And you can't continue to bet on, like I said, DeMar DeRozan is here for a good time, not necessarily a long time. We'll see how long that ends up turning out. DeMar DeRozan's game can age very well over time, so we'll see. But at the end of the day, when you have an aging player and you have a player that's entering their prime, and we have him now under contract for them for throughout his prime time in the NBA, if this team is going to continue to be built around Zach Levine, yes, that doesn't mean a takeaway from the fact that we need to see growth from Patrick Williams, growth from Mario DeSumo, see Dalen Terry turn into something. But when this team bets on continuity, when it bets on continuity and gives a player a $200 million contract, it's natural to want to see that player develop more into the leader of that team, the unquestioned leader of that team. That's where I need to see Zach Levine step up. I need to see Zach Levine take more pride in the defensive end. We know the offensive player that he can be. I'm not saying he's reached his cap offensively because he can continue to be more efficient, even if he's not necessarily developing new offensive skills, but that defense. We know that Zach, and the thing is, is we've seen it, right? We've seen Zach Levine have stretches, have runs, have possessions where defensively he just goes into another level where he just does play great defense. He has all the physical tools to be a great defender in this league. When you look at his speed, the lateral quickness, the length, the athleticism, he has all of that. We need to see Zach Levine step up that aspect of his game, but while also becoming the de facto crunch time player on this team, the de facto team. And that doesn't mean he's not going to defer, right? There are absolutely going to be times where even if Zach Levine has or is increasing and taking that last shot, that he's going to pass up on that to get a better shot for other players. That's why all the aspects of his game need to grow for him to truly become a better and the unquestioned leader of the Chicago Bulls team. And I think, we can, I think we're going to see it, right? I trust Zach. I know some Bulls fans have kind of come off Zach, and they, especially when it was around the, the anti-maxers on if Zach should or shouldn't get the max level contract, he did. Now that he has it, I need to see that the things that we hear that he does take that as a badge of honor. He does take that knowing that now that he's paid, he has to live up to that. We need to see that. And Zach Levine being locked in, Zach Levine being healthy over this, like seeing Zach Levine work with Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, putting himself amongst these players that he should be in the conversation with as the 17th highest paid player in the NBA. That the, the, the development that we see in Zach Levine next season, again, knock on wood, barring any health issues, is really going to tell us what we just invested in. And yeah, we know to a degree. I'm not saying that we don't have, like, we, we don't completely know. Zach Levine is going to put in the work. But does he take his game to that next level? And that doesn't mean scoring more points. That may mean 
being more efficient. That may mean playing better defense. That may mean taking people under his wing. That may mean putting the team on the shoulders when the team is in a quarter where they have only scored eight minutes, I mean, eight points in the last four minutes and the other team scored 12 or 16 or whatever else that Zach Levine is like, no, uh-uh, we finna close this out. That's what we need to see from Zach Levine. That's the level that we, he signed uh, uh, the biggest contract in Chicago Bulls history. And we know the history of this franchise. And I want to see Zach Levine take a step up in the leadership department and what I've already called him to do that defensively, that defensive aspect of it. But let me know what you guys think about everything down below. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. You're the best part of the show. Make sure you follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.